Welcome to the Weekly Investment Outlook podcast from Deutsche Bank's Private Bank, looking at the most important issues for investors in the week ahead. Hello and welcome to the latest edition of Deutsche Bank's Private Bank's Chief Investment Office Weekly Investment Outlook podcast. I'm Sarah Stabler from Deutsche Bank Communications, and I'm here in Singapore speaking with our Chief Investment Officer for APAC, Stephanie Hotzigen. Hi, Stephanie. How are you? Great to have you back. Hi, Sarah. I'm fine. How are you? Super. Uh, a reminder for our listeners that we're recording this on Friday, August 25 for the week ahead, beginning the 28th of August. Uh, Stephanie, uh, we're here in Asia at the, in the heart of emerging markets. And of course, this week or last week was the BRICS meeting. I'd love to hear your analysis of this meeting between key emerging markets economies. Uh, Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa. And let's not forget the important uh, moon landing for India uh, this week, that which was um, interesting to see, see if this hails a new era. What's your take? Yes, and thanks for prompting uh, me towards uh, all of these extremely interesting uh, happenings here in the region, but also for emerging markets, yes. So India is, uh, is the first country to land a spacecraft near the moon South Pole and is now the second country along with China to have an operating rover on the moon. So I think um, this is, a, you know, maybe uh, economically I cannot interpret uh, right away, but I think in terms of a broader picture, um, you know, this is very good news um, for um, the region here. And in terms of the BRICS outcome, I think... Um, this is a, a very important counterbalancing act that has happened with the first expansion the BRICS group has actually done since 2010. They had more than 20 nations um, that had formally requested to join ahead of the summit, and they have admitted a few uh, very important ones uh, officially yesterday. So the top oil exporter, Saudi Arabia, the UAE, Argentina, Egypt, Ethiopia, Iran, they are all now new members. Um, and will become full members 1st of January 2024. And if you look at it in terms of relevance for the emerging markets world, the enlargement of the BRICS will see the GDP, BRICS GDP rise to 36% of global GDP at purchasing power parity, and it will cover almost 50% of the world's population. So um, it is a very important uh, uh, counterbalance uh, indeed um, to the developed world, and it's a movement uh, towards you know what we see already uh, for a while now towards much more of a multipolar world instead of a unipolar world. So that much for the bigger uh, picture uh, for for EM. Okay, thanks, thanks, Stephanie. Of course, uh, China is a is a very important member of the BRICS uh, community and a very important member of the global economy. What's your latest view on China? Yes, and China has unfortunately had a lot of negative headlines recently, and uh, which has prompted us uh, to review our very short-term stance on the opportunities in the Chinese equities market um, that we took now to neutral. Now, just to be clear, um, the medium and long-term opportunity in the Chinese economy, um, I still see those being um, intact, and that is largely because the 24th of July Politburo economic meeting, uh, to me, marked a turning point. It said, sent very strong statements to especially so number one the government acknowledged openly that they are dealing with disappointing economic data and uh, number two it set a pro-growth tone to revive 
the post-reopening uh, economy. And since then, 24th of July until today, we have actually seen a lot of very concrete measures in uh, the four important areas that we monitor, uh, which is you know boosting private consumption, stimulating investments by private companies, promoting the expansion of private technology companies, and also, of course, um, stabilize the property market. Now, I um, want to just use for illustration purposes one uh, measure, uh, and we are counting those, they are in the hundreds now, uh, by now, but one measure, for instance, by, by way of illustrating how difficult it is to see these flowing through the short-term macroeconomics that we get at the moment is, for instance, um, the um, investments in key industries that have been put together as opportunities in 2,900 projects. These were submitted uh, by local governments and they have a total investment value of almost 500 billion US dollars for China's private companies to invest in. But then of course, none of this is able um, to shift around sentiment in the short term where we are dealing with short-term geopolitical pressures. We are dealing with very underwhelming macroeconomic data. And most importantly, and this is what weighs the market down the most at the moment, very worrying signs that the property sector is yet still not um, out of its consolidation phase. So right now, um, we think it's prudent um, to stay away uh, from uh, these um, you know, Chinese equities and let um, uh, unfold first that negativity around uh, the property sector that could still uh, be prolonged because, you know, we have some uh, grace periods uh, for um, the interest payments to be made. These grace periods and some of the um, maturities go into beginning of September. So, you know, to uh, be on the side of caution, it's better um, to stay away for the time being. Now, there are two um, very specific actions we're looking for, and we think they all they need to focus on the property sector and also on the equities market to stabilize sentiment. One is we need to see the government stepping in in a bigger way uh, in terms of bailing out indirectly or directly the large property developers um, and show with that the show of hands that they want to avoid systemic risk because that's the concern the market has at this time and the systemic risk around the overall um, you know, um, leveraged uh, economy. And then the second part is, and the government has done this before by using the national, so-called national team, which includes Chinese sovereign pension funds and buying and stabilizing the equities market uh, directly. So these are things we, we monitor before we will be going back in um, because valuations are attractive. But again, the sentiment is dented to such an extent where it really needs that focus um, on the sector to turn it around. Thanks, Stephanie, for laying that out. Um, and of course, today in the US is the Jackson Hole meeting. So no doubt you'll be watching the remarks from Fed Chair Jay Powell very closely. But uh, so what is coming up in terms of data out of the US? Yes, absolutely right. So, um, you know, the, the comments from the Fed will be scrutinized uh, for further hints on how they will be balancing this um, you know, situation where you have inflation coming down, um, you have a very strong labor market set up, you have a economy that is holding up really well, posting good growth rates, um, and in that mix how to react um, as a central bank. And we have that narrative now um, that is arguing more for a soft landing. So the jury is out 
for whether there's one more hike or no more hike. And but even more important is the narrative around for how long will um, the rates still stay relatively high. So the higher for longer narrative is something we look for um, in these comments. But then, of course, next week is giving us a lot of important data to look at the reality that the Fed has been uh, assessing. And one part is, of course, the PCE deflator they are watching. We have things like personal income, uh, personal spending, the ISM manufacturing, but most importantly, at the end of the week, also the change in non-farm non payrolls and the overall uh, gauge on the uh, jobless um, uh, rate, unemployment rate. So yes, in terms of the US, also a very interesting week um, to look forward to. Absolutely. And back to our home base, Singapore. Uh, September 1 is Singapore will vote for its next president. So it'll be a short week. Uh, and I believe there's also a public holiday um, elsewhere. Yes, in London on Monday. So yes, some of us will be watching the data and the news, uh, possibly from home. But, um, you know, this market environment will definitely keep us uh, on our toes. Absolutely. Uh, well, that's it for the latest edition of the CIO podcast. Uh, wishing our listeners uh, a good week ahead. And thank you, as always, Stephanie, for your fabulous insights in this, this uh, region, Emerging Markets. Wishing you a great week ahead. Thanks for having me. In Europe, Middle East and Africa, as well as in Asia Pacific, this podcast may be considered marketing material, but this is not the case in the US. No assurance can be given that any forecast or target can be achieved. Forecasts are based on assumptions, estimates, opinions and hypothetical models which may prove to be incorrect. Past performance is not indicative of future returns. Performance refers to a nominal value based on price gains and losses and does not take into account inflation. Inflation will have a negative impact on the purchasing power of this nominal monetary value. Depending on the current level of inflation, this may lead to a real loss in value, even if the nominal performance of the investment is positive. Investments come with risk. The value of an investment can fall as well as rise, and you might not get back the amount originally invested at any point in time. Your capital may be at risk. The services described in this podcast are provided by Deutsche Bank AG or by its subsidiaries and or affiliates in accordance with appropriate local legislation and regulation. Deutsche Bank AG is subject to comprehensive supervision by the European Central Bank, by Germany's Federal Financial Supervisory Authority, and by Germany's Central Bank. Brokerage services in the United States are offered through Deutsche Bank Securities Incorporated, a broker-dealer and registered investment advisor which conducts investment banking and securities activities in the United States. Deutsche Bank Securities Incorporated is a member of FINRA, NYSE and SIPC. Lending and banking services in the United States are offered through Deutsche Bank Trust Company Americas, member FDIC, and other members of the Deutsche Bank Group. The products, services, information, and or materials referred to within this podcast may not be available for residents of certain jurisdictions. Copyright 2023, Deutsche Bank AG, and or its subsidiaries. All rights reserved. This podcast may not be used, reproduced, copied or modified without the written consent of Deutsche Bank AG.